Hey, it's Mark Kinsley. You might remember in a past episode, we talked about these pure care pillow bars, these build outs inside these mattress firm franchise locations in South Texas. Well, guess what? We've got the owner of those 14 mattress firm franchises, Mr. James Perez, coming up on next week's podcast. So we're going to dig into more about the Pure Care Pillow Bar and how he's navigating business in this very uncertain time. Today, we wanted to get to some critical information with Mike Whitaker from Nationwide. Dos Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. The last time all three of us were together in a public setting, Mike Whitaker had on a dress. That's true. So true. That's very true. And a wig. Don't forget the wig. Well, so you and I were dressed up like rappers. We had big gold chains on. I'm actually wearing the shoes. Check this out. Yeah, but it, but it wasn't grandma's purple dress with a wig. So, but you know, in, in all fairness, we're sitting here making fun of Mike. But if it weren't for Mike, we wouldn't have had the um, incredible chorus singer in the rap video that we uh, in the speech we did at prime time. So Mike was a, a true champ. And for the people that are probably wondering, what are you guys? What are you guys talking about? This was uh, during Nationwide's primetime event in Houston. Dos Marcos gave our Dos speech ever on stage. And somehow, through the power of friendship and love, we convinced <laughs> Mike to get up on stage with us to play the part of, of the female vocalist in the rap song that we perform live. This all sounds made up as I say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> if only we were so lucky. And, it, and Mike's a guy that wears very, he wears many hats and he wears those hats well. And one of the hats he's wearing right now is around critical information that he's coordinating and working to get out to nationwide members. Obviously, the world has changed dramatically since we were all together in Houston. And now Nationwide is working to help keep retail members in business apprised of what's happening out in the world that's ever changing. And one of the things we talked about before we hopped on here was the idea of communicating this critical information and getting it from a credible source. When you go online and you review what's happening in different groups and in different spaces, and when you hear one-off conversations about what's happening in the retail community, you see a lot of people that are becoming experts, but they're not experts. So this is not a time to become an expert. It's a time to listen to experts. And Mike, you've been leading a team that is dedicated to that, that. So take us into it. So Mark, first of all, thank you guys for, um, all that you've been doing. You've been a huge resource through that. And we, this, and we certainly appreciate that. Um, I'm not sure what day of the week it is. I'm almost sure that we are in April. Uh, and I am sure that this has been a long and ongoing effort. When we got together in Houston, the conversation was about creating Bigfoot traffic. And right now we're in a situation where over a thousand dealers have no foot traffic because they're closed under government order as we all work together to try to flatten the curve, to stop the spread of coronavirus and to uh, do our part to help the country recover. So it's been a very interesting few weeks here at Nationwide. 
Uh, as this began to unfold, uh, right at a month ago now, uh, we launched a team internally to support our members through this. And we we really broke things down into several different areas. And uh, and, and we, we said, this is a time we have to support uh, our dealers and support our channel and support our industry in a different way than we ever have before. Now, um, you guys know that in the world of buying groups, it is an ever competitive space where everybody's innovating, everybody's serving, and everybody's trying to give dealers uh, as many advantages as they can. And that's why you hear a lot of things said that it's a nationwide exclusive, only available to nationwide members. One of the very first decisions that we made was that all of the effort behind uh, responding to COVID would not be exclusive at all, that everything we do would be publicly available, would be available to every dealer, whether they're a nationwide member, whether they're a member of a competing group, whether they're not a member of a group at all. This is a time to lay those, uh, lay those battle swords down and come together as a channel, work together. So we launched a new resource page on our public site, nationwidegroup.org. We launched that resource page also in MemberNet so that members have a few different ways to get to that content. But we tasked our team with finding ways to help our members navigate this. And we knew going into it uh, that among all the retail playbooks that are out there, nobody wrote a playbook for how do we navigate a pandemic at retail. So we knew this had to happen live and it had to happen as it developed. And it's been uh, it's been an amazing process to see our members coming together and sharing and to see what's come out of that. And really we've laid things out into six different, different buckets, if you will, six different areas where we're focused on providing as many resources as we can to members. The first one's best practices. That uh, the best practices that work in everyday retail simply don't work right now. Uh, they certainly don't work for the dealers who are in areas, uh, the 43 states that are under essential business statuses. Uh, I know you guys are, are both <clears throat> impacted by that locally. Um, you're probably in one of the last states that hasn't gone all the way there. But um, we know that a lot of members had to shut their doors. So best practices become a whole different thing. And that's where we've been able to leverage the insights from dealers on the front lines. They're the only ones who can really share what's working and what's not because they're living this. They're adapting to it every day. And what makes that uh, very effective when you talk about the scale of this network is that as members discover things that are working and that are likely to work for other dealers, they're sharing those. And that sharing keeps other dealers from having to go through the process of elimination of trying the things that aren't likely to work. So we know that best practices are something that uh, dealers are, are sharing and are leveraging and using from one another. So just being a conduit to that, and that's really been our role on best practices is to put those together, make those available and help guide folks to find those as they encounter those challenges of, uh, you know, we've never done curbside delivery. You think about it, we're in a, a hyper-competitive mattress space. If we went back eight weeks ago, how many people weren't doing a mattress delivery that involved bringing the mattress in, getting it unwrapped, taking the old mattress and very likely hauling it away and putting your new mattress right there on your bed ready to go. That doesn't happen now. Um, as we practice those guidelines, so many states are requiring curbside delivery. So we're having to navigate, how do we direct our customers on how to get those mattresses in their homes and, and what should they do with the old mattress right now? So it's things that are being discovered on the front lines and that's been uh, very, very inspiring to see how dealers have openly shared with each other. Uh, through you know that what, discovery Mike, on, process. On that on that note, we talked to James Prez. That podcast will post the following Monday. 
And his deliveries, he's putting masks on all, all of those delivery guys. Um, and he's giving them booties to wear, of course, and gloves. And I just had a new air conditioning unit put it in my house yesterday. They showed up with mask on, told me they couldn't shake my hand. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it's changing in every aspect and every walk of life. So it's good to good to hear you guys are kind of corralling that and pushing it out because there's a lot of stuff that people probably aren't thinking of that you guys are. Well, and, and on the best practices, I would say that it's not nationwide thinking of those. It's those retailers within the network that are thinking of them. And it's been inspiring to see one of the big questions, to your point, they showed up with masks. Um, I can't tell you how many times we've had the conversation. I want to put my delivery crew out in masks, but where do I find those? Well, the answer, quite simply, was there was a stretch there where the answer was you can't find them. They, they're not out there. And in a way, you don't want to find them because you don't want to take them away from folks in the healthcare field who are treating these patients daily and desperately need them. We don't want to take those away. So it became uh, a conversation of how do we make masks that are effective? How do we do that? We had a dealer in Texas who uh, manufactures custom upholstery. They make custom upholstery for their customers on a regular basis. And he made the decision very quickly. They don't make custom upholstery right now. They make masks. And he said, we'll make masks every day until we run out of materials. Uh, little things like that happening in the membership. These are entrepreneurs being entrepreneurs. They find solutions and it's, it's great to see them share those. Now, one of the other things that has been a really hot topic, especially in the, the mattress category is how do we stay present from a marketing standpoint without coming across as tone deaf, without coming across as just desperate to find a way to make a buck? How do we communicate to our customers stay out there in the market and do so in a way that doesn't have folks calling us and telling us that we're doing the wrong thing or that we don't understand what's going on. So we realized very quickly that was a place where our prime media team could come into play. So we tasked our production team to create communication assets uh, that could help tell the story right now to say, hey, we're here. And in many cases, um, it's very easy to say and and Several folks have made this claim that the mattress industry isn't essential or beneficial right now, and they're actually dead wrong. Because how many times have we talked about the health benefits of good sleep? How many times have we talked about the importance of having the right sleep ecosystem to get that sleep? Uh, so it is a very critical industry. Now, can we run it traditionally like we have and have folks coming in and taking test rests one after the other and the things that have been typical of the industry? Of course not. But for those dealers that are being diligent, remaining present, even if they're doing their uh, presentations through a video chat, if they're doing um, a lean into their comfort guarantees to help folks have that peace of mind when they can't try it out, there's a lot of things that we can say to consumers right now. And we've created an entire library of assets down to and including dealers have asked for, can you, can you give me signage to put on the front door of the store that tells folks, if you are sick, please don't come in. And if you do come in, please be mindful of social distancing. What are the things we're trying to accomplish? So it's all the way down from signage that's print ready to a full-blown customizable uh, digital video and commercial messages to help them tell the story. And really, it is who our members are. We're part of the community. We are your neighbors. And that's why we're here. We're here to make sure that you're taken care of through this situation and that you have all of those um, sleep products that you need in order to be able to rest. We know that right now stress is at an all-time high for many people. What are one of the best what's one of the best ways to combat stress? It's to get a great night's sleep, right? 
So we know that being able to say, I thought you were going to say have sex. (laughs) (laughs) That also requires a good mattress though, right? It was the bed, how to relieve stress. It was totally headed that direction. It was going that way. Well, we're going to stick to the sleep side. We're going to say that you need a good night's sleep as well. And whether that comes after, that's okay. (laughs) Um, But being able to give them those communication tools have been uh, very valuable. We've had thousands of downloads of those assets. And again, they're not exclusive to Nationwide members. They're housed on NationwidePrimeMedia.com. And frankly, we had so many of them, we put them into an easy-to-access Dropbox so that folks could pull those down, use them on their social media, use them in store, use them if they want to do a TV commercial, be able to have a great uh, message right now that resonates with consumers that says we're very aware of what's going on and here's what we're doing to serve you during this time. So those were very popular and those still exist. Those are still being added to. There's actually new additions going into that uh, over the weekend. So that's something we'll continue to put time and resources into and something that we knew our dealers were asking for. So we wanted to fill that need for them. Now, the third bucket uh, is one that's also along that same line of there's no way to know what other folks are doing unless we ask. So we leaned into scale there. And we've in the past three weeks, we've done three quick turn retail surveys uh, asking our dealers what's happening in your business. How are you being impacted from a traffic perspective, both in store and online? Uh, segmenting those out by businesses that have been forced to close versus those that are still open uh, and finding out what they're doing as far as operationally in store and uh, very happy to share that over 1600 dealers have participated. So it's a, a large sample of data and it really gave us a good feel and it gave us a good way to direct resources and it gave those members as they got access to those very quickly. Those studies were in the field for just 24 hours. And we produced the key findings and the in-depth results within 24 hours of those surveys closing because we know right now that speed of information is critical, getting that back out to them and giving them the ability to look at what the rest of the industry is doing and compare their own internal plans against those industry benchmarks um, has been very useful for members. And we're going to continue to do that. We'll continue to launch these surveys. We have another one that's going to go out early next week uh, as we go back in and we're checking to see how things are trending, how things are moving. Uh, We know that right now the sales numbers aren't pretty, but we're not hiding those. Uh, Dealers are sharing where they're at in comp sales, and we're sharing that globally uh, as a network. So we know that right now things are tough. You know what, Mike, I have to pause you on that. I just have to say that's an unexpected one for me, like meaning the the impact of it for two reasons. Number one, um, because you don't want to spin out on anecdotal feedback. So someone says something to you and then you react to that in a crisis or even in the course of your um, and even in the course of your business. um, If someone says, hey, this is what's going on, it's easy to like go trail off and address that issue. But if you know what priorities are and what are consistent and big and other people are sharing, I think that's a big deal. So um, I, I like it. It helps you prioritize where you're going. But the second part is. It just helps you feel like you're not alone when you're taking a survey and you get a good sample and you see what everyone else is dealing with. There's got to be some sense of, OK, at least I'm not the only one reaction. Are you finding that? Are you finding that 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 it's kind of helping people feel like, you know, they're they're part of a, a really crappy club at the moment? So, Mark, I'm glad you brought that up. That actually has been one of the most impactful parts of, of the feedback that's come back in through our field network and come in through dozens of phone calls. I think that the hardest thing that our dealers have had to do through this crisis is to let team members go. 
whether that be through a temporary furlough or a layoff, as they've been forced to downsize their team, that's a very, very difficult decision as a business owner that they've had to make. So when they've been able to see that they're not alone in that, that the majority of companies within the network have had to reduce their team size, that gives them some peace of mind that I'm making the right decisions and that by doing that, I'm protecting the business and therefore protecting a place to work so that I have a place to bring my team back to. And that's very important. Those those little pieces like that uh, provide peace of mind when you know you're not alone, when you know you're not the only one fighting that. Frankly, when they're seeing the degree of sales decrease or the degree of in-store traffic decrease, there's some peace in that as well in knowing that this is part of this temporary normal we're in right now that everybody's experiencing together. And then we also know that uh, through both the digital services that we provide, a couple thousand websites that we have insight to, and what dealers are self-reporting, as store traffic's gone down, thankfully, website traffic has gone up. So we're seeing those uh, those behaviors from consumers. They're uh, moving online. And for a dealer that may not have been taking digital seriously three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, a dealer that said, ah, we've got a little website, it doesn't really matter. This has been a great time to engage. We've seen 35% of the membership make enhancements to their website in the past three weeks, whether that's the addition of live chat, whether that's pulling the trigger and going e-commerce. Um, they're enhancing their websites. They're making that investment. They're putting the time in because that's where consumers live right now. And we know that's been a best practice, a place we needed to be for a while, but this has been a good motivator for folks to get there and they're being rewarded. They're seeing high conversion rates of chat. They're seeing online orders when uh, they may have only been in e-commerce for a week or two, but they're seeing those orders coming in. And then we're seeing folks, I know you guys have talked to Greg Law and the team at Sweet Dreams. They're right in the middle of this thing and they're, they're being innovative. They're looking at ideas and Greg was one of the first to share uh, in the best practices, he said, Hey guys, you need to get on the Facebook marketplace. That's a place that's active right now. And we're finding some success and he led other dealers there. And then of course, being the dream team, they also said, Oh, by the way, if you live in our area and you need groceries brought to your house and you can't go get them, our trucks are out. We're doing curbside deliveries. We'll drop your groceries off too. It's those little pieces of community. That's what makes the independent. And uh, it's it's been amazing to see, but definitely um, letting them share those insights through those quick turn survey, surveys has been uh, very beneficial. We've been asked by the hundreds of members that are participating each time, uh, promise that you'll do another one, promise that you'll update us in a week. So we have, and we're seeing them participate at, at increasingly higher levels. This last survey had uh, 600 and some change dealers participating in one study. So we'll uh, we'll keep doing those. And then one of the other sides, you know, we talk about a lot of wins. We talk about a lot of things that are happening that are going great. Um, we'll talk about the side that um, we haven't hit the achievements yet, and that's with governmental advocacy. We've been very engaged from the beginning of this at both a federal, a state, and a local level, advocating on our members' behalf uh, in areas where they've been told to close their stores, but they feel like they can comply with all of the guidelines necessary and that they are truly providing essential services. We've been advocating on their behalf and with them, equipping them to do that, enabling them with all the information they need to make those appropriate contacts around essential business status uh, and helping them to understand what's involved so that they can do it. The other side of that and the governmental advocacy part is, of course, uh, we are in a very, very tight cash flow time for retailers. And it's hard to imagine, but um, what we see on the industry data says that the average dealer has around 20 days of cash on hand, operating cash. 
they can operate for 20 days with the cash they have on hand, and then they have a problem. If the cash flow were to stop, then 20 days in, we begin to run out of money. And for many dealers who were put under um, essential business closures, were told to close their stores. Uh, the hope would be that commercial landlords would do the right thing, understanding that, and be able to provide some rent abatement and let these folks uh, get through these very, very difficult months. And we've seen some landlords that have been absolutely the best actors and were proactive and reached out to their tenants and said, hey, I'm not charging you for April. I'm not charging you for May. I'm not charging you for June. We've also seen some folks who, for whatever motivation, have said rent's due when rent's due, rent's late when rent's late, and when rent gets very late, we'll just go ahead and move to eviction proceedings. So we've been advocating with um, the National Governors Association, the Mayor's Council, and at the federal level to uh, push for the formalization of a rent abatement decree. We know that the PPP is going to help with that, but we know that there's many dealers who probably won't be through that process and have that cash secured by the time we get to due dates in May. So we'll continue to do that. And we've gone so far by dealer request as to we help our dealers to create their actual request for rent abatement. If they're struggling with that, we'll help them customize that and try to make it a win for both their commercial landlord and for their business. Uh, in some cases, that means adding some time at the end of the, of the lease, saying, hey, if we've got these three months where we're not going to have that pressure to pay, we'll add three months at the end of our lease. Uh, there's a lot of creative ways to do that. Uh, in cases where it's a deferment, how can we break that up over the next 6, 12, 18 months to get that paid and it not be crushing to our cash flow? So a lot of a lot of work going in there, and we'll continue to do that. And then what we really, um, what we all three wanted to talk about today were those last two points. And those last two points were critical for us. Um, I respect both of you as two of the most knowledgeable mattress industry experts on the planet. But three weeks ago, if you'd have been asked to put on a hat and suddenly become experts at government regulations, at reading uh, bank and borrower guidance, and truly understanding very complex programs derived from, uh, in many cases, bills that are over 800 pages long, would you have been comfortable doing that? We weren't comfortable doing that. That's a no. So what we knew is that there are folks out there who are not only comfortable at that, but that are experts in those fields. So we immediately, as this process began, we reached out and we secured relationships with the experts that you need to navigate this. And we've hosted a series of webinars for our members and for non-members, for anybody in the industry, to help them better understand what does the Family's First Coronavirus Response Act mean to you? There's a lot of new leave programs put in. Hard to understand. We need somebody to explain those to us so that we can execute those. And then the CARES Act came in, the Payroll Protection Program, some amazing assistance for small business there. But you have to truly understand those programs in order to truly benefit from those programs. And as we've done that, I think we've been able to answer questions for a lot of dealers. But the frightening thing that we've seen happen as well, uh, much as you are, we're involved in a lot of different industry groups. We've got members of the team who are very active in uh, industry groups on Facebook, industry groups that get together and have um, have some chats and, and share ideas. And a scary trend emerged. And that scary trend was that everybody in an effort to help came from a great place, began to answer questions that they probably shouldn't have. Someone would ask a question, if I, could I? And the answers were often, well, I've heard, and the answer was wrong. 
So what we wanted to do was make sure that our dealers had access to the right answers. And, that, and in doing that, access to these experts that we've created relationships with to help them navigate this. Uh, we're encouraging dealers, while it's great to be sharing best practices, don't share legal advice. Don't share uh, opinions on the interpretation of these regulations. Let's get experts involved when you have a question and let's make sure that you have the right answers so that you can make very informed decisions. Uh, it's it's one of the scariest things that's happened. And the payroll protection program is maybe the biggest example. It is a once a generation type of solution that's needed. It is the single largest relief act the federal government's ever put into place. And it came out of the gate with $350 billion. It came out very quickly. It came out so quickly that they said, we're going to open this up on April the 3rd for applications. And on April the 2nd at about 6 p.m., we'll give the banks the guidelines they're going to need to follow. So the launch very rocky, understandably so as we try to navigate that together. But it's a wonderful program. It can provide a dealer with eight weeks of relief. Once they secure their PPP loan, if they simply allocate those funds by the guidelines, at least 75% of those funds going to cover payroll costs, keeping their team on board, keeping their team working. Uh, the unemployment numbers keep coming out and they're very, very, very staggering. So keeping folks working within small businesses is critical right now. And what the PPP does quite simply is it gives them two months in the loan. They've got two months to cover payroll costs for every team member who makes $100,000 or less. And for a team member making over $100,000, they get to cover that $100,000 annualized. So two months to cover payroll costs, plus you get to add a 25% multiplier to that. And you can use those proceeds for things like mortgage interest. You can use those to make your lease payment. You can use those to pay for existing utilities. The guidelines around those are all very simple. And if you follow those guidelines, you don't reduce your team size. You don't reduce the wages for your team. And let's be really honest. If the government's going to pick up the tab to pay our folks so that we can keep the same size team at the same rate of pay, we shouldn't reduce our team size. We shouldn't reduce their wages. If we do those, we can use up to 25% of the total loan proceeds to take care of some of those top line overhead expenses, the building, the utilities. Then we get that loan forgiveness and that loan in essence turns into a grant. It doesn't have to be repaid. So as we've had conversations and we have around 50 professionals in the field and we've had our field teams working from home, but I will tell you they've been working harder than ever. Uh, these guys are frying cell phone batteries like crazy because they're calling members daily, all day. They're emailing members. They're making sure they're getting that information to them. And every time it's come back to us, a dealer has said, no, I don't think the PPP makes sense for my business. Uh, in every single one of those cases where we've set up a call, we've sat down with that dealer and we've talked it through, what led them to that conclusion was misinformation. It was information that they'd heard from a colleague, heard from somebody they'd networked with, heard online in a, in a Facebook group or heard online in a chat. And they'd gotten some bad information and they had said, hey, I'm going to pass on this program, which in essence was saying, I'm going to pass on the chance for the government to help me keep my team employed at no cost to me for the next two months. It's very, 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 very rare, the small business that can't find the payroll protection program useful. But we also know there's other programs out there. Uh, the EIDLs, the emergency loans from the SBA. There is a prevalent rumor, and I'd like to squash that myth right here. We're going full-on Mythbusters mode on the Dos Marcos podcast. 
there is a strange rumor out there that says if you applied for an EIDL, you don't qualify for PPP. That's not true. That's patently not true. And it takes just a couple seconds on the Treasury website going through those guidelines that are there to understand that while those two do work together, while there is some overlap, you obviously can't go take out the emergency loan, use it to make payroll, and then cover the same payroll with the PPP. So there's some things we need to navigate, but one does not make it mutually exclusive from the other. Now, at the same time, we know that there's new tax credits that are available for those who don't take advantage of PPP, not as geared towards small business, but they're available. Those aren't something you can go both routes. So for every dealer, there's a a very simple path that they have to sit for themselves to go forward. But we found that the one thing that makes that easiest is to do it with the right information. So uh, would you guys be open to an exclusive offer to every listener of the Dos Marcos podcast, no matter what group they're in, no matter if they're in a group, no matter what, we can do something special for them. I'm in on that. I'm pretty sure I speak for Quinn on that as well. No, I was muted. I didn't want any noise in my house with two dogs running around. But yes, I think that would be awesome. Well, for those watching the video, you did have that look on your face that only can be construed to say every Dos Marcos listener is very, very special. Yeah, you see, (laughs) that's always the look on my face. Yes. So here's what we'll do. Um, We've got a special email address, and it's a really easy one to remember. It's help, H-E-L-P, help at nationwidegroup.org. If you're in this industry and you're running into some questions that you need answered around PPP, EIDL, 6201, the CARES Act, all of these different programs that are available right now, if you need some help, just shoot us an email. If you'll give us 24 hours, give us one business day because we're answering literally uh, the team that's working that. um, I've got a team that's answering uh, dozens and dozens and in some cases hundreds of those a day. And we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep answering those because we want to make sure that they're getting the right answers. So if they send us an email, give us one day. We'll try to get it faster, but give us one day. We will get an answer back to you with the best guidance that's available today. Now, I will go ahead and preface that by saying a lot of folks are asking, can you give me all the exact details about how I'll apply for forgiveness of the PPP? I'll tell you everything we know. Everything we know is that they've laid it out very simply. Uh, 75% has to go toward those approved payroll costs. 25% can go toward those approved expenses like rent, mortgage, interest, utilities, and you're going to be in great shape. The process of how to apply for that We haven't got the final guidance on that yet. As soon as we do, nationwidegroup.org on the COVID page, we'll post it all right there. But this is happening in real time. Uh, We know that Congress is now considering at the request of the president another $250 billion. And I will say one thing as a word of caution there. Talked to a couple of dealers this morning, and one of them said, you know, I was really rushing to get my PPP app in, but then I heard there's another $250 billion that have been added to the fund So it's now up to 600 billion and I don't have to rush so fast. I'm going to wait a week or two and then I'll go apply. Again, making sure you have the right information. There's been nothing additional approved yet. No legislation has passed that changes the cap from $350 billion. Now, it sounds like a lot of money. But when you think about every small business in America, $350 billion is not that much money. So we still urge everybody to pursue it with urgency, to take action, to talk to your local bank, You know, there's some frustration folks have encountered with the banks. Not every bank is participating in the PPP. Most are. But what's that route? You go to your local bank, the folks that you do business with for your business, and they tell you uh, one of two bad responses. We're hoping they all say, let's get your loan processed right now. 
but they may say, number one, we're not participating in the program, or number two, we've taken all the PPP applications that we can. You'll have to go somewhere else. That's another place where I wish there was a list. I wish the SBA could put a list out that says this is everywhere you can go that's taking open applications. That doesn't exist, and the SBA has told us it probably won't because it's so fluid and it's changing so quickly. So you may have to go to a second bank. You may have to go to a third bank because some banks are saying we are only taking these applications for folks we do business with or folks that have an account with us that's been in existence. My one plea to a dealer is do not give up. There is a bank that will process that application for you. If you've tried all your local banks, you're still not there, help at nationwidegroup.org. Send us an email. I can't tell you that we're going to be able to give you a bank that's going to take your application, but I'll tell you that we are getting updates from the SBA on bank activity and banks that are open and could possibly accept your application. And we'll, we'll be happy to send you an updated list. We'll be happy to help you. But we know that the best practice there is talk to your talk to your bank first. If your bank can't process that loan, talk to other bankers in your area. Don't give up. It's just simply too important that you have the opportunity to participate in this program. So um, it's been a it's been a a really interesting month. It's been a really challenging month, but it's also been an invigorating month. And I know you guys are experiencing that as well. Uh, this is one of those areas where independents simply come together and uh, really the best comes out. And it's it's been inspiring to watch how they're working. And I know that speaking for the entire nationwide team, um, we've been so inspired by our dealers that we are going to take it every step we can. We're going to put everything into it that we can. It just matters too much that everybody who has a need right now gets that need taken care of and addressed. Well, Mike, it's a, it's a whirlwind of information and navigating those details, finding information sources that people can trust, not only trust, they can rely on for follow-up and follow-through has been very challenging. And like you said, there's lots of misinformation, there's lots of confusion. So I think it's time to kind of plant the flag in the ground and make sure that it's raised all the way up so people can see that is the beacon that we need to be paying attention to at this moment because that's where we're going to get good, honest information. It's not going to be hearsay. It's not going to be something that you heard from your brother-in-law and then you have to interpret it. So I, I thank you, number one, for the help at nationwidegroup.org email address. Just like Mike mentioned, email help at nationwidegroup.org. And then, of course, the resource page at nationwidegroup.org, the website. These are all places uh, of trusted information. And thanks for helping us sort this through because it is confusing and it is fluid. And I love what your team has done on the communication side because people are out there saying, am I normal? Is this normal? Is, yeah. and what, is, yeah. is my experience similar? You've got to be seeing a lot of that. We are. And I think we'll continue to see a lot of that. Um, but we'll continue to provide those resources. And it's um, it really it plays really well with the opportunities to come together right now. Um, I'm very thankful to have a few minutes just to come together with the two of you. It's challenging in this this kind of an environment where we're all at either at home or we're in the store. We're we're under some kind of a different stress because of this. Uh, one of the things that's been so powerful, and I know it's been powerful for me. I know it has for the two of you, and I know it has for many dealers that I've talked to is reaching out to your friends and colleagues in the industry just to have that that moment of understanding that moment of friendship 
means a lot. So don't be confused when we say uh, get advice from experts. That's critical. But get friendship from friends. Uh, be able to have those conversations. Be able to uh, just talk about it. Sometimes you just need to let it out. I, I've had numerous phone calls the past couple of weeks that have uh, happened in tears on both sides of the phone. And that's okay because these are real emotions that we have to go through. And it's so much better to process those emotions than to try to keep them all bottled up inside. Uh, friendship really matters right now. And having those friends in the industry that you can talk to, that you can talk through all of these issues with, it's, it's massive. You know, Mike, to, to, to add on to what you said, and thank you, we appreciate you guys. And I love that you're doing this, not just for nationwide members, but serving the industry, because that's really what this is. So well done with that. Um, and I just want to add, like James Prez was talking to us um, about uh, writing a letter to his landlords. And just remember, if you're listening to this podcast it is about relationships, and this is the time to leverage those. And um, you know, if you haven't developed relationships, it's also a darn good reminder as to why that matters. So just don't conduct transactions, right? So it's connection to people that will make the difference. And right now, um, they can tap into that. So um, look at those relationships. Send a personal letter to the landlord. Um, write, a, write a letter to them from your heart or to uh, suppliers that you may have and uh, show them human side of your business. And you'll be surprised, I think, sometimes at uh, what you'll get back from guys. Um, so anyway, it, it is a time to, to, to lean into all of that for sure. Now, speaking of that, um, I think at some point your listenership and, and you guys have to tell me because I didn't get to go to that market. You had a, you had a, a meetup at Vegas Market, right? We, we did. did. It was actually Still, uh, Matt Man's birthday, so we had a little birthday cake for him, and uh, nice. the whole crew was there. Yeah, a lot of the Dos Marcos listeners showed up. It was really fun. Scale of one to ten, how much fun? I was always a ten, man. We're hanging out <laughs> with friends. <laughs> so and, here's the thought. Kids bought the beer, so it was like a ten and ten and a half, eleven for me. So that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Now you can't you can't really do that right this second, uh, given all of our social distancing efforts. But one of those things that I said it to some dealers a couple of weeks ago, and I continue to say it, is that social distancing shouldn't mean social isolation. Just because we can't all hang out in person doesn't mean we shouldn't hang out. And I know a lot of your listeners, and they're a ton of fun to hang out with. So what's the chance that we can get together and maybe have some kind of a digital Dos Marcos listeners happy hour. Uh, so hold on a second. I know things have changed a lot with in the world. Are you a mind reader now? Did some, this transformation like cause you to create a crystal ball? And like, because Quinn and I have been talking about doing this, but I think we should actually just put it on the calendar right now. <laughs> we need to pick a date because I, I really would like to get to the end of one of these long days and, and get together with you guys and with some of your uh, listeners and just share a cocktail and, and swap some stories. and That's a great idea. We should make it a happy hour meetup online and talk about, let people ask some questions. Mike, have you there uh, to answer some questions and have some fellowship with people? Um, I think that would be a great idea. I'm going to call out a date right now. Look at your calendars with me at this very moment. Okay. Looking uh, right I'm looking at, let's do it in the afternoon. Let's do it 
three o'clock central on the 15th of April. That, that way it's four o'clock Eastern. That way it's one o'clock Pacific. Everybody's had lunch. You can have a drink. Yes. Hump day. And it's hump day. All right. That three works. o'clock central. Let's do it. 3 p.m. Central, April 15th. Dos Marcos digital happy hour. And we'll send out details to all of our listeners, put it out on social media where we're going to do the meetup. And, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to buy. So just go ahead and get your cocktails ready and send me the check and I will take care of it. And I'm thinking we're, we're going to have to tap into You guys are uh, known throughout the industry and, and you're beginning to become known outside of the industry because there are a lot of folks in the appliance business who want to know who are those crazy guys who got me to wear a dress at primetime. That's, that's been asked more than once or twice. Um, but you guys are known for being creative and bringing some fun. So I'm going to issue a challenge. I want you to bring some fun for the happy hour. We got to think of a game. We got to think of, of something we can do. That's just going to be a little bit crazy, just, just crazy enough to qualify as Dos Marcos. I challenge accepted number one. And you know, who knows? There might be tiger King trivia. There might be. You know, we'll get a we'll get a live update on my Bob Ross chia pet that I just just uh, pasted his head full of chia pet seeds. So we should have full growth by then. You know, I'm um, gonna ask you guys a question, a really serious question, and I, and I really want your honest answers. Did she feed her husband to the tigers, or or is he under the septic tank, or was she truly innocent? No, that, that, no, no, no. Carol Baskin absolutely killed her husband just as much as Epstein did not commit suicide. I think they're equally conclusive. Ooh, we are, we are smashing all conspiracy theories today. So Mr. Kinsley, <laughs> where do you land? So here's, here's what I noticed. You had the guy in, in North Carolina that had, he was a polygamous tiger owner. You had the guy, Joe Exotic in Oklahoma, who was a polygamous tiger owner. And uh-huh. then you had Carol Baskin. And I have to believe, were she were she not a woman, if Carol Baskin were a man, she would have had multiple partners as well, or multiple husbands. But I, I looked back at this and I thought about it. Her husband, Don, you know, they had pictures of him, and then they showed her new husband. They looked very similar. They look in the face. a lot alike. They look a lot now, alike. So I, I think a, that these on people, a Carol people, Baskin note. Did you get that chair you're sitting in, Quinn, from the Carol Baskin collection? <laughs> well, if you donate over $100,000 to Carol Baskin's Cool Cats and Kittens Club, then they send you one of these chairs. That's a pretty amazing chair right there. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> pretty amazing. Whenever I think of what, about what Mark Quinn sits in, of course, it's a leopard print throne. Stop it. I'm, yes. in, my, I'm in my living area. It is. So. Like I'm, I'm actually picturing that out of the frame, what we can't see is it's actually on an elevated platform, thus what? making it truly a throne. <laughs> no, I'm on a, I'm in a sunken living room. Actually, the the room behind me is two steps up, and that's the foyer of my house. So that's actually one of those chairs that it's like a palaquin. It has like arms coming up the end. His children come around yeah. and pick him up, hoist him around the house. Yes, it's very nice of them. Did you just call it a palaquin? That's it. And how do you know that? Like, what what kind of worthless knowledge? I mean, how much how much is a big brain in that head of yours? I mean, I don't even know how you could recall that. 
Hey, whenever it comes to you know, figuring out ways to burn you, it, like all of the information <laughs> just comes right into my brain at the perfect moment. <laughs> it's just it's hanging out. It it's does. on tap. So, and, and we will at the meetup, um, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of questions coming in between now and then. So I will send you, um, we'll call it Wednesday morning before you've had any cocktails from the happy hour. I'll send you our most popular questions that have come in from Dos Marcos listeners. So we'll kind of have those on tap. We can, we can share those with everybody. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, let us help you. If you are in this business and you have questions, uh, I want to be very clear. I'm not the expert. I'm the guy who's going to coordinate this for you. The answers are going to come from true experts in the field. So we will get you the right answers. We'll get you the most accurate information. We will link it to reliable sourcing from the SBA, from Treasury, from the places that um, are the letter of the law on this. So we, we want to make sure you have great information. If you're in doubt about something you've heard, if you're in doubt about uh, something you've read in an opinion piece, please ask. Uh, we'd hey, much Mike, rather you ask than not. Real quick, you've talked to 14 governors, I think you had said, on behalf of independent retailers all over the country. Um, are you getting a sense that they're starting to f like look for the what's next phase and getting people out of quarantine and um, how to push forward through that? Are you getting a feeling for that as well? We are. Um, what's been interesting this week as we've gotten into... Uh, I want to say this is a brand new week, but it's it's starting to get toward the tail end of this week. It's just the days are, are kind of running all together. Uh. But um, one of those fields that's come out is as we've talked about the essential nature of furniture and bedding, there are some states that have been very clear. They've said, we've really thought this through, and we believe that uh, our marker for this is going to be uh, whether it is essential to life, if, if services are essential to the preservation of life. And while we understand all the benefits, we understand the health side, uh, it doesn't meet our marker of preservation of life. But let's talk about putting those businesses on the list of the first wave of businesses that will reopen as we start to look at moving things back toward life. And, it, and it's good to hear that conversation going, not only that we know that we're going to come to that point, that we know we are going to come out of this, but that our leaders are already beginning to think about how do we do that in a controlled and responsible way? We can't just throw the floodgates open and go, okay, 8 a.m. tomorrow, everybody's back to normal. Uh, we need to come into this slowly. And that's one of those things that if you don't get the answer that you're looking for, look for the next best answer. So in, in places where we've been told, hey, betting retail is not going to be declared essential, but let's talk about getting it on the first wave of businesses to reopen. I know there's a lot of folks out there who are truly gaining appreciation for the furniture and bedding in their home right now, gaining an appreciation for great appliances. Um, and I think there will be some folks who go out and they do make some purchases there after this. But uh, I love that you brought the point up. It is, it's hope. I've had a few people ask the uh, poster that you see over my shoulder was uh, put there as we started to have states that closed down. As we started to have states closed, I had to take a Sharpie and I had to color those states in. And as that poster sits today, 43 states are colored in. And this, the seven that aren't probably won't. And so people have asked, why don't you take that down? It's depressing. I don't think it's depressing. I think it's hopeful. I think it's hopeful because I have this rack. And there's going to come a day that I'm going to get to turn around and start erasing some of those Sharpie marks as some of these states starts to start to come back online, as some of our, our uh, friends in the business uh, begin to start going back to their stores and opening up and serving their communities again. That's the day we're, we're all hoping for. And, I, and I'll be honest, 
I don't think we're ever going to go back to the way things were. People that say, hey, when do you think we'll get back to normal? I don't think we'll ever go back to the old normal. I think we'll come out of this in a new and better normal. Now, there's some strange things going to happen about it. I'm not sure we're ever going to uh, really see folks shake hands again. I think that might change. Um, I will tell you when I see the two of you, I'm still going to hug your neck, coronavirus or not. <laughs> but we know that there's going to be a new normal. Uh, we're going to come out of this in a new normal. And uh, we're, we're positioning right now to help our guys be the first ones to come out on the business side because we know that uh, we know that what they do is essential. And that even if it's not going to be open under essential status, getting those services back to consumers as quick as we can is very important. Well, Mike, you've done a great job taking us through some information that isn't always easy to absorb, especially whenever you're hearing it uh, from somebody who may have been filtering it through their own you know, personal experience with it. Sure. Uh, maybe that's kind of the mild way to put it, but um, thank, thanks for taking us through it. This is really important right now. And we actually jockeyed around uh, some of the podcast recording to prioritize this message because the timelines are real. The, the message about making sure to apply for the, the triple P is very important at this moment because you don't want to miss out because nothing else has been approved. So we wanted to make sure and get this critical information out to the audience. This is the campfire we hope for the industry to, to rally around. You've set up resources with help at nationwide.org and, of course, everything that's happening on the website. And as this moves, as this changes, we may have you back on for some quick hits for critical information that impacts this audience. So we want to make sure people are subscribed. And then, like you said, paying attention to experts. It's no time to become an expert. It's time to listen to experts. Absolutely. And on that note, I will say one other thing that I'm going to share with you that will be a uh, found first on the Dos Marcos podcast website. Um, I'm going to send you a document that's being finalized. We hope to, our, our goal is to have it finalized Monday morning. And it's a simple two-page uh, choose your path document for all the different programs that are available, everything from payroll protection to if you went a different route and wanted to look at the tax credits. But we have challenged some of our experts to come back to us with no more than two pages that makes it easy to understand a path forward. And I'll get that to you. We will debut that on the Dos Marcos website, and it will shortly after follow on nationwidegroup.org on the resource page. So something to look forward to there. And if you're listening to this podcast uh, right now, look down. There's always wonderful information found with the podcast. Um, go in and do that. Make sure you also, hold on, let me see if I can do this. I've never gotten to do this. And you guys won't shamelessly plug yourself, so I will. No matter what platform you're listening to this on, if there's an option to subscribe and like the Dos Marcos podcast, never been a better time to do that until, uh, other than today. So look down, find those buttons and all the wise words of Mark and Mark at the bottom. And uh, maybe... As our final thought, I think on the call for happy hour next Wednesday, I may instigate a vote on pick your favorite mark. So each of you will need to come prepared with a one minute statement as to why you're everybody's favorite mark. And then we might have to vote. <laughs> so oh. hold on. Let's get the voting started right now. Mike, pick your favorite mark. Yeah. I'm going to, okay, let me think about it. Let me think. No, you've already deep. picked your favorite mark. I know. I'm going to dig deep. Here's what I'm going with. Look at his shirt. I'm choosing Mark. Uh, with the brown hair or the brown hair? I'm going to go with the brown hair. By the way, you guys know that um, it is a sad day. I do have to say one thing that's sad in the midst of all this coronavirus, but it's uh, inspiring too. Um, I never really pay attention to anything during this week of the year. 
because normally this is High Holy Week in Georgia. Uh, on a normal year, today would have been the opening round of the Masters, which, hey, the Masters is going to be in November. No big deal. It's a sporting event. We're not worried about that. There's lives at stake right now, and that's far more important. But uh, it did make me take a moment to notice something, and that was that outside of even Augusta National, uh, the entire country is beautiful right now. There's flowers coming into bloom. I walked out this morning on the back deck, and I was having a little coffee, and uh, looked over and saw the azaleas. I was like, wow. I'm always worried about Augusta's azaleas, but I never realized that ours aren't half bad either. Um, so in the middle of all this, look around. There's still some beauty out there. There's going to be another side, and we're going to get there really soon. So, guys, Amen, thanks so much. Brother. Amen, really, really brother. Thanks for being with us, Mikey. Well, not long ago, we were living our lives about as normal as can be. But then things got real, and now we're all home, perhaps indefinitely. You see, to stop the spread, we need to isolate ourselves from one another. But the good news is, that means a lot more time with your sister and your brother. Now the kids are home from school, which they think is kind of cool, except we're blowing up the internet. We're doing video meetings and virtual classes. Like, can you guys even get out This is the new normal. We are sheltered in place so we can save the population of the whole human race. Well, this is serious stuff to give ourselves the best chance we've got to isolate. But that don't mean we can't dance. Now there comes a time when you gotta get out of the house to enjoy the day. So we go to the park and just make sure to keep other people far away And family time has never been better, at least in quantity Baking cookies in the kitchen, doing yoga in the yard, it's a parenting PhD And I'm my own bartender and that means that my glass is always full And the best part is that in this bar, pants are optional This is the new normal we are sheltered in place so we can save the population of the whole human race. Well, this is serious stuff to give ourselves the best chance we got to isolate. But that don't mean we can't dance. Well, now we're cleaning the garage because this is number 82 on the honeydew list. Next come the closets, the cupboards, the windows, the painting, you get the gist. Now people used to laugh that I hadn't watched all the shows everybody knows. But now we got the time, so who's laughing now that I've been saving the Sopranos? And if we get lonely and need to see our friends and our family, we just call them up on the video and talk about who has more TP. Let's build a shelter, a shelter, shelter in place. Everybody do the shelter, shelter in place, yeah. Rock with me while you shelter, try not to touch your face. Get your booty down and shelter, shelter in place, yeah. If you don't think you need the shelter, do it anyway just in case, yeah. Everybody do the shelter, everybody feel the base. This is how we're gonna save the whole human race, yeah. Shelter, shelter, shelter in place. <laughs>